0: Where they have like the hot Santa, that's like shirtless, ripped oh, yes. model Santa.
1: Yes, is, I'm very into and hot you can Santa. Sit,
0: sit on his lap. Yeah, that's a.
1: We should thing. go do that. We should go get pictures.
0: I, I'm for that hundred percent. So and they end should up dress having... like
1: slutty, like like uh, Mrs. Claus's or whatever. It'll be really fun. Little, little elves. Yep.
0: Okay, I'm on board. <laughs>
1: Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly
0: podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my
1: longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. <coughs> Hey, Disco Citizens! Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. And I'm Terry. Happy holidays! Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's December, like, how'd that happen? <laughs> I do not know. I blinked and I was like, we are in um, December. It is I still feel 2022. like,
0: I feel like it's the end of 2020. I don't know why. Like, it's just, it feels like that year has never ended. It's just this like long ass year. It never nonsense. did. No. It never uh, did.
1: It's honestly, we're in, we're in the 25th month of the, uh <laughs> no, <laughs> of 2022, really, 2020.
0: Well, anyway. uh, in order to celebrate these glorious holidays, we are going to be talking today about Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984. Title of this episode is Naughty, and tagline for this movie is He Knows When You've Been Naughty. Yeah. This is written by Michael Hickey, based on a story by Paul Kiami and directed by Charles E. Sellier Jr. This movie was all, almost called Slay Ride, which I was like, eh, that's also good. I like yeah. that. I it, it's confusing slay all day. Yes. It's, yes. slay. Uh huh. But there's confusingly there's Silent Night, Bloody Night as well, which which makes it confusing. You're like oh, but uh, okay. Uh, this film, by the way, uh, was so parents were so infuriated by this movie that this movie got pulled from theaters
1: because oh, I could see that because I watched the unrated version of this and I was like uh huh yeah yep I could see this could be a problem uh, for a lot of people. Uh, for the for the teenage fans, there's too much sex in this movie. There's a what? lot of boobies in this movie. <laughs> never enough. Never enough. Uh, oh, but I,
0: yes, if you have a, a killer Santa, I could see how parents would not would not you know because it's also not only killer Santa but also proving to you that Santa's not real, which is it's also like a eh.
1: oh yeah, it's traumatizing. It's also an indictment of the church. Uh, for those of you who are religious-minded, oh, yeah. because it's. Pretty damning of how like the punishment culture and like what that can reap and also like the push it down, just punish it instead of actually finding out what's wrong with somebody. It's really like a good commercial for like, Hey, maybe therapy would have been helpful in this moment and could have prevented a serial killer. You know, if they'd actually like been able to like, root down the problem instead of punishing the problem and realizing that a child who has seen that type of violence and you reinforce more violence on top of them and tell him that that violence is good like hello yeah. anyway yeah it's no, a, you're totally
0: right it's a it's yeah. pretty does it make uh, nuns look good does it make catholicism look good doesn't no no uh but this, nah, is what, and it, this is what it does you just beat somebody and then they get better right that's how it works
1: Yes, my type of punishment works. So if I'm a that's, that's me as the old nun. If I
0: oh, punish superior, punish you, I want to punch yeah. her in the face. Uh, she's oh my a terrible, god, terrible really
1: she's uh, awful,
0: awful. So we start out on Christmas Eve in 1971, where we have a cute family driving to Grandpa's. We got yeah, them. it
1: looked very much like the beginning of the Shining, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As they drive up this mountain, beautiful like area, in, like Utah, it's freaking gorgeous mountains and. Oh, I was already very worried and seeing that cute little baby. I was like, Oh no, that baby. Yeah. yeah how worried. hard
0: car is this movie going to go? How, how, how in trouble is that baby? You don't know.
1: <laughs> you don't oh. know. The danger is very real though. When you see like that small of a child in this cold car and it's the era where they're not uh, required to be in a uh, uh, car seats yet. Yeah. So it's like, no one's wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> it's very 1970s. Yeah, in station the wagon. Mm-hmm. So they go to see
0: grandpa who
1: is in a mental
0: uh, hospital and he seems to be catatonic where he's just not responding at all to anybody. And so mom and dad leave Billy, the little boy, he's like five, uh, to, with grandpa while they go to sign things, which doesn't make any sense. But I was like, eh, it's for the script. Well, they it's go fine. to
1: get information for the, from the doctor. He sure, supposed to why why would they, on his condition. But I was why like, would why would not they leave an adult with him? But this is, again, the 70s. Sure. Uh, where there's no seatbelts, and there's also you don't have to stay with your kids. Like a five year old would like walk to the park by themselves back in this era. Sure. Like now we have that helicopter parent thing that is very not present in this movie. So he once they
0: leave him alone with Grandpa, Grandpa wakes up and uh, starts talking to Billy, uh, saying Christmas. He's Eve. lucid.
1: Yeah, he it's like a totally. weird lucid moment. You're like, oh shit, oh, oh no. Oh, I just
0: think he's been faking it this whole time. I just think yeah, it's it seems a, it's like out, it because he could snap it's- in and out of it.
1: It's either that or he's like has a lucid moment just to scare the shit out of this kid
0: <laughs> uh so he tells him Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year because Santa's uh bad and just kind of grabs Billy and is being very very intense, but of course as soon as the great the grown-ups come back in he just snaps back to being back to his
1: catatonic state, yeah, and it's like he really makes it this is the, basically the plot that he drives home. It's like, OK, if you've been naughty at all, like even like one little thing, Santa's going to fucking punish you. And so you need to watch out because he knows what you've been doing, you yeah. know, as the songs all say. And so he's like, you've been good all year, kid. And he's like, really he's like, yeah, yeah. But in the back of his head, you can see the doubt, and you know he's has not been 100% good, and he's very, very concerned. Well, has and any
0: five-year-old kid been 100% good? Of course not. They're going no. to do little things. To, that's what kids do. Like it's You not, don't even know
1: what's good yet. Yes. Like, you're still learning, like, what the world is.
0: But this is – it's kind of a fun way to exploit Santa because there is that nefarious, like, he's watching you, he's coming for you undertone to him that we don't really talk about very much. Well, it mostly he's, like,
1: a little fun, jolly guy, but I, it, like, actually – He's always fucking ah, watching you, man. That's terrifying. <laughs> he's creeping. He's creeping. Well, it's the same with Jesus. So that's also stressful. You're like, oh, oh god, like he's always around. He's always watching. Ever present. And like, it's 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 very similar mythos. So I think it's ah. it's interesting that like it's kind of like the surrogate for that. It's like, if you can get these kids to believe Santa, we'll get them to believe Jesus too. But the um, but then as the as Billy's in the car and he's freaking out about Santa and doesn't you know doesn't want to go home he wanted to go home before he saw grandpa because he wanted to make sure santa got there in time and now he's like i don't want to ever see santa i don't want to go home i don't want to i don't want to deal with him but they drive home and they're they fall asleep on the way because it's a long drive back um billy and his mom the baby and his dad but before they fall asleep there's a bad santa that goes and robs a convenience store so we set up the, the premise of that santas can also be bad yeah,
0: and he kills the convenience store owner over $31, which is depressing. Uh, but his car is broken down, and they stop to help him because it's Santa. Hey, it's Santa. And Billy starts to freak out. He's like, no, 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 just keep going. Don't go. Don't stop. Don't stop. And, of course, Bad Santa is terrible, shoots his dad, and slits his mom's throat. Billy runs out of the car and watches all of this happen. Uh, baby brother, not sure where he is. And I'm like, Ugh.
1: <laughs> Just crying in the car. Just crying baby. And... uh so we then we, uh
0: flash forward to December 1974. 1974 where Billy's a little bit older looks to be about 8 or 9 now and he is now at St Mary's home for the orphan children and he uh, is is has you never this is the, such a such a clear your kid might be a serial killer moment where he draws a picture of Santa and a reindeer all like bloody and cut up and dead. And so uh, our, our sister, Margaret, who is our, our good nun, played by Gil McCormick, goes to, sh- you know, wants to show it to the, the mother superior to be like, <laughs> we got to help this kid. Clearly something's wrong with this kid. We know yeah, he's like, had some hey, same trauma. Like-
1: Well, they also know, like, he's seen some things. They're like, and she, the Mother Superior is convinced that, like, he's, you know, since he was so young, he won't remember these, like, the things that he saw and witnessed as his parents were brutally murdered. But these things are popping out, and he wants to kill Santa because Santa killed his family. So, uh, but Mother Superior is like, no, no, no. Instead of helping this child, we should just punish him.
0: Yeah, let's send him to his room so he'll be all by himself. That'll be a great idea. But uh, the, the nice nun, Sister Margaret, comes in and tells him, you've been in here long enough, you can go out and play. But on his way out, he he stops by and looks gets a little peephole, keyhole action, and catches a nun having sex with some dude that we don't know who that is. And Mother Superior comes and catches them and starts to beat them with a the belt. And you're like, it's just Mother Superior's got some issues.
1: Yeah, she's uh, not okay with uh happiness. Um and she, gives <laughs> him the, she gives him this speech. Uh we do some when we do something naughty,
0: we are always caught and punished for it. Punishment is absolute, punishment is necessary, punishment is good.
1: So this is the thing that clicks in his brain that sets him off in his merry way and on the path. And this is like in the putting the seed in the sleeper cell, you know, and you're like, one day that phrase shall unlock mm-hmm. the beast within him. You know, and you're like, oh, this is so very clearly going to be the thing that's going to hold him down because it's like, oh, no, now he's collapsed that that's actually a good thing. Right. Uh, So when, uh, yeah, Yeah. later on in life, it's it's going to cause deviant
0: sexual behavior and or deviant serial killer behavior. One or the other, perhaps both.
1: Yeah. And also feeling very guilty about both. So he's either going to have to like self-flagellate after he has sex or something. Do you know what I mean? You're like, you see this. And that's like, honestly, I think I, I keep thinking about it right now, too, just in terms of like the you know, all the BS with um, with like reproductive rights and stuff like that. And I just I worked as an abstinence counselor when I was in high school, which is just comical. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, um, we'll just, you know, because it's like you don't teach if you don't teach kids anything about sex and then you teach them the only thing that happens when they do have sex is that they're bad or that they're going to die or like right. they're going to be damned to hell. That create some uh, psychological issues. I know I have a lot of my friends, myself included, I think who went through a lot of like deconstructing of self, you know, I'm, maybe I'm getting overly personal for the holidays. Hi kids, but hey. you know, it's, but it's true. Like you you're trying to unlock that trauma and try to let go of like having Jesus in your bedroom basically. So it's like Santa kind of follows this kid in that same respect of like, Hey, I, everything I do is bad. I should be punished for this. And so he goes through a journey, but he's repressed a lot of it. And 10 years later, we see him in the spring of 1984, hot, yes, uh, but, jacked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: But uh, before that, when we see him on Christmas morning, when he's still a little boy, he does end up punching Santa out.
1: So, oh, yeah, that's uh, right.
0: Uh, there is a, there is a, that kind. Because of... they
1: force him to sit on his lap and yep. he's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I don't want to sit in this dude's lap. And he punches Goodness. them and gives them blood, a bloody nose. And,
0: and, and, you know, I was thinking like Mother Superior, they have this nun hierarchy, which is vaguely military-ish in a way where you can't say no to your superior like there's no saying no you just have to go along with that Uh, I think Sister Margaret should get a job in a different orphanage that's my feeling so yes 1984 you don't get
1: that choice though like you you get stationed basically like they like you get assigned and they'll move you around like they'll be like father so and so is now here (laughs) like that's not it's up to God and it's up to like the people because there's a whole hierarchy within the Catholic Church like
0: the military you know it's
1: it It is you get your assignments depending on where you need to go Two things, and that's why there was all those priests (laughs) got moved around. A lot of those priests that had issues got moved around and hidden. Which is why those guys went to so many places. And you look at those records; it's uh, So we're
0: springing forward to 1984, where yes, Billy, uh, played by Robert Brian Wilson, in Camp Glory, is now super buff and super hot, and he starts a job at a toy store, which was delightful to me because I got to see all the toys of my youth. In that store, because it's 1984, this movie, right? So I'm, like, five years old. I was like, Poochie! I loved (laughs)
1: Poochie! I loved Poochie, too. And they have, like, during a very pivotal moment later on, they have, like, Rolf and the Muppet toys, like, in the background. And I was like, oh, so cute! Like, little stuffed plush Rolf. (laughs) So, of course, uh, at Christmas
0: time, they have a Santa in the store. And Billy starts to freak out. And he's 18 now, so he's really trying to hold it in. And he seems to be a good kid, but he's just... It's the the pressure builds as Christmas gets Christmas gets nearer because Santa's fucking ubiquitous. You can't get yeah. rid of him.
1: And he's been doing a good job. Like he's been like the like they've given like some of the cute little save the cat moments, you know, where he's like helping, you know, um, people just going above and beyond. Even though after he clocks out, he straightens up part of one of the displays on his walking on his way out. Like he's like an attentive employee. Um He's super built. So he's able to move all the big toys and, you know, all the stuff. And he's like the most helpful employee. But yeah, you do start to see the things around him crack. And as the Christmas music comes on, they have this beautiful Christmas music montage, though. I was dying for this song. Always Christmas on the warm side of the door. It's always Christmas on the warm side of the door. I was like, what is this song? Like every song for Christmas is just a little bit creepy. I believe that anyway. But this is that is a like, real song extra. or did
0: they make that up for this movie? I
1: think it's for this movie because I every... think the
0: the Christmas Carol they sing later at the Christmas party I believe is also a Christmas song I've never heard. But either they pick some real obscure ones or they're
1: like let's make up a new movie, new songs. For I this think movie. there's more old Christmas songs that are more creepy because honestly, Christmas did used to be more creepy. Like sure. between Krampus and between like my friend does like a Belgian Christmas party every year and that's all that shit's kind of creepy with like Black Peter and Sinterklaas. Claus and there's yeah, a lot of yeah. like characters that. Santa wasn't always jolly. That's a very American version of Coca-Cola, you know, from a specific era that we've adopted. But that's not how Santa started. So I feel like there's older songs that like fit the creepiness of Santa.
0: Well, you know, scaring children with guys who are gonna come and take you away because you're evil, that's always fun, right? That's what that's a good thing. To... The
1: boogeyman is like king, right? Yeah. So anyway, so <laughs> Billy starts having nightmares and flashbacks and freaking out about Santa as he's confronted with seeing Santa every day in the store. And there's this cute girl at work, Pammy, that She's he sees pretty cute. Those
0: little dimples, come on
1: perfect little curls and ringlets like she's gorgeous and squeeze her little cheeks and so he has this vision of her where he's like with her like that vision of when he was a child of the couple he saw um, having sex and he's thinking about her like that and all of a sudden um santa comes in and kills her in his nightmare and he wakes up and it's like oh no the seed is planted mm-hmm. uh, you know and
0: he says i want to be good so he's really trying to fight this as hard as he can but with no help of any sort it's very hard to get away from so there's a error at the, Chris- the christmas coming up santa their santa sore, santa has fallen and broken his ankle so why don't they make billy be santa now here's my issue with this bit is billy's having a breakdown clearly i know mm-hmm. he's a good employee but if he's just like hey I have Santa trauma. I can't do it. There's the other he, There's the other guy. There's like the warehouse guy. Just like make him do it, man. Yeah, like Andy, he's like the
1: asshole. Yeah, yeah just they,
0: tell him I can't do it. But he doesn't. Like he's like suffering through it.
1: Yeah, He doesn't have the words to say it. He also doesn't have that language like you just said. Like he doesn't understand that he's going through trauma. He thinks mm-hmm. that he's just being bad and he has to cover that up because if he shares that, he knows he'll be punished or needs to be. So it's that weird dichotomy of like, it's this is what happens with abuse, right? It's like if you've been abused and you honestly you freeze like people are like, you know, who have gone through any types of trauma or have been, you know, attacked or anything like that. And they're like, why don't you do anything? Why did not you fight? Right. It's like my literally my the fight or flight thing. My my fight is all dead. It's like sometimes it's just like you freeze. And that's what yeah. happens to poor Billy here. And because it's Christmas, though, dear, sweet sister, Margaret knows I should want to check in on that kid. And she calls the store um, to check on Billy and she finds out. They got him dressed as Santa, and she's like, "Uh That's- oh, I, no!
0: I better I better come on. Maybe I should come on down there because, yikes, that doesn't sound good." So he kind of holds it together, uh, kind of through his Santaness. He's not nice to the children. <laughs> he's kind of trying to do it, but he's just—it's like his worst fear come to
1: life. <laughs> but they think he's doing a good job. That's my favorite of the of the like moms that are like watching him. they're like, I think they just think he's hot, right? And they're kind of just like, ooh, like that Santa's doing great. Cause you see a kid squirming on the lap and all of a sudden she calms down. And like, oh, he's great with kids. And like they don't understand what he's whispered into this child's ear. It's like, you better stop moving, like Santa will get you. And she's just like, ah. Terrifying.
0: Goodness. Do you, have you ever been to at the Beverly Center here in LA? Uh, they I don't know if they're doing it this year, but they usually have sexy Santa, where they have like the hot Santa that's like shirtless, ripped oh, yes. model Santa.
1: Yes, is, I'm very into hot Santa.
0: Sit, sit on his lap. Yeah, that's a.
1: We should thing. go do that. We should go get pictures.
0: I I'm for that hundred
1: percent. So we they should end dress up like slutty, like like uh, Mrs. Clauses or whatever. It'll be really fun. Little, little elves. Yep.
0: Okay, I'm on board. Uh, So they have this, uh, he makes it through the Santa thing. They have this Christmas party. This Christmas party scene is actually quite delightful. Even though there's only like 10 people there, they just seem to, like the the boss is just pulling them back, man. He is having already, at the beginning of the party, you're like, you seem like you're already drunk. at the beginning of this party well
1: he's drunk with money because i feel like this reminded me i mean i worked retail for like 20 years straight almost like on the holidays right and worked in gift wrapping and like worked at a gift store so like when that when you close that door at like whatever it is at like five o'clock on christmas eve or four o'clock whatever <laughs> time you decide to close you do fucking like you're like oh my god we survived the apocalypse it feels like because it's <laughs> nonstop stop and so everyone's ready to have a drink and like you know enjoy their their christmas eve here so um the boss is like
0: we gotta give a shout out to him Britt leach who plays mr sims because he's having a ball in this movie
1: he's brilliant he's so sweet and he's just like we're gonna have drinks now and billy gets he doesn't realize billy has never had a drink before because he was worried about getting punished because he knows that's evil or whatever he hands billy a drink and billy has his first drink and i was like oh no you've literally handed the sleeper cell his yeah. first beverage. This is about to go off because now he's going to be emboldened because he's going to be drunk.
0: Oh yeah, and he sees he's you know he's making eyes at Pamela, who his his little curly haired delight. Uh, Tony Nero is is the name of the actress, and look, given a given a kind of sheep's eyes. But she he sees her walk away with Andy, the super jerk, uh, warehouse guy, and they go into the back room, and he's that's where like the cracks. The cracks are starting, the cracks are starting. So there's a line uh, where our Mr. Sims is, is already quite drunk. And he's kind of looking around the party very drunk. And then he's like, eh, party's fucking dead anyway. And when he said it, it's so silly. But in Swingers, they use that exact same line with almost that exact intonation. And I was like, did they get that from Sightly Light Deadly Night? Or is that just a coincidence? Eh, fucking party's dead anyway. It's, like, oh. it's
1: very possible. Also, that happens a lot depending on the parties. Yes, <laughs> it's well, not an uncommon party.
0: Since I saw swingers, I've 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 said that like that. So it's very funny. It made me laugh. Uh, so Andy, uh, Billy goes back to kind of spy on Andy and Pamela. Well, not just this.
1: Got to got to take that moment, Mr. Sims. Not only says the party's dead anyway, but he gives. Um, our Billy, the charge basically to go do what he needs to do. Hmm. And he says, oh, it's that time of night. Santa's got to go do what he needs to do and go get him, Santa. And he literally sets him off because he's like, and Santa's like, Billy clicks in his head. He's like, oh, I'm dressed as the Santa. I need to go be Santa now. Like, mm-hmm. and he really falls into like what he thinks yeah. Santa's supposed to do, which is punish.
0: Right. So uh, he goes back to check on them. Andy's getting super rapey with Pamela. So Billy comes to help her slash kill Andy, maybe going a little overboard, garroting him with some lights some Christmas lights. Uh, but so Pamela, it's it's it, you like that. You like that Christmas lights. I mean,
1: that's pretty good, right? Freaking gorgeous. Yes. I mean, and with the lights, are like lighting up his neck, his garroted neck and like, oh, so pretty.
0: Uh, and so he and he lifts him up by one hand while he does it as well so we know he's got some super strength going on so pamela immediately is not like thank you for saving me from getting raped but actually you're crazy because you just killed this guy in front of me and so freaks out on him and he ends up uh, stabbing her killing her as well
1: yeah because she needs to be punished as well because you know uh she was having sex and so basically he recreates that like you know what what happened yeah
0: but she he should she shouldn't be punished because she wasn't I mean, they were making out, but then she was. But he doesn't understand no.
1: the difference, yeah. because if you've not been taught, this is what I'm talking about. If you've not been taught good sex, bad sex consent, what any of that means, he has it all collapsed as one thing. And he sees right. like a naked person. He's like, that's bad. Must kill.
0: Mm-hmm. So Kitty's uh, out. Got to yeah, kill him. Got to kill him. So this Christmas party is about to get yeah, getting real bloody. Mr. Sims, poor Mr. Sims, R.I.P., uh, the claw side of the hammer to the face. Uh, pretty, pretty brutal.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. his like claw side. Is, it's at the top of his head and just hanging, hanging out there. Yeah. And we'll have Mrs. Randall is left. Sweet Mrs. Randall, who's h- hilarious. And they've been singing this this Santa creepy song. He's been creeping. He's been papa. Santa's watching you. You know, song this whole night. And like they are drunk, drunk, drunk. And so she's like, where did everybody go? Where's the party? Ooh, Mr. Sims, are you back there? She's like, you think they're about to make out or something's going to happen now? But Mrs. Sims finds Mr. Randall, or sorry, Mister Ran- Mrs. Randall finds Mr. Sims in the back and uh, screams her bloody little head off because yep. she sees that hammer hanging off his head and Billy is right there to find her and starts chasing her with the axe.
0: Yep, so we have a nice little chase scene. We think she's going to get axed, uh, but actually she gets bow and arrowed so he has successfully taken out all of his co-workers very nicely uh, and escapes right before Sister Margaret comes to check on him and finds all the bodies. So now she, they're going to be on the hunt for him now.
1: Because he's on the loose. But the thing is, it's Christmas Eve and he's dressed as Santa and he might not be the only one. Mm-hmm. So uh, they, all of a sudden we cut to these kids having sex on a pool table. I was like, that seems like a bad place to have sex. Yeah. Uh, if you understand that, yeah. Yeah. It I mean, I,
0: it's better than a beach. I mean, I'd rather have a sex on a pool table than a beach.
1: It's definitely better than the beach. It definitely seems like a bad place to, like, uh, try to clean up a, an expensive, yeah. expensive-ass pool table. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> well, if you're a teenage kid, you're not thinking about that. No consequences of your actions there. Uh, let me, make, let me pull, point out that the female half of this couple is the infamous and amazing Linnea Quigley, who is a B-movie star uh, extraordinaire. So they're making out. Their little sister is there as well. Almost catches them. And we there's have,
1: carolers outside ruining the vibe. So they turn up the music, which, you know, as soon as you turn up the music, you're not yes. going to hear something upstairs later.
0: Yeah. And she goes outside to find her cat with just shorts on. Like, no. Tops, yeah. And titties shorts. out. No, I'm yeah. happy about it. But I was like, wow, yeah, no, just I, was,
1: I just said, yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, you might as well just not put anything on. Like, why bother with with the shorts? But OK, that's fine. Uh, so Billy immediately Changes the
1: rating of the movie, probably. Right. <laughs> oh wait this was unrated
0: (laughs) yeah just need more more boobs uh so billy in his rage superhuman strength just breaks through the front door with his axe uh and uh, immediately goes to attack her. so we assume we don't get his path from the toy store to this house so we just assume it's nearby the house nearby the store he just picks someone at random uh we don't we assume he has no connection to these people at all, right?
1: Well, I think he saw her boobs out. I think that's why they had the boobs out, right? Because anytime he sees boobs, he has that weird flash of like when his mom's, you know, boobs at the, were like slashed at the when he was a child. And then like seeing that girl get punished, who was having sex. And so I think he saw that when she popped out to get her cat. I think her problem was she put a, should have put on a shirt that right. could have saved her life.
0: Well... Yes, I don't want to say that's a horror movie, guy Tip, because no, because you know, I, I want
1: people to. I want horror boobs. Yeah, right? I want, want to see them. Yeah, I
0: want that, please, please yep. more. Uh, so they have a little bit of a cat and mouse game in the living room, and he ends up impaling her on a set of antlers from a deer's head on the wall. Nice one. The she shot gets mounted on the mount. There, she does the shot of her hanging there is good. I liked it. I was real a, good. Thumbs up from that. And very of course, good. he he gives her a punish mm-hmm. uh, as, as he does it. Can I just say how much I want that basement that that pool table is in because it's a it's a delightful dream. I want that.
1: It's I'm literally obsessed. your dream. It is. It is. It is definitely your aesthetic. It is like a wood paneled, like beautiful dream come true of a of a very 1980s basement. Well, uh, pan, uh this uh, girl's Denise's um boyfriend comes upstairs that she'd been making out with, and uh, he's like, "Hey, where are you at?" Like, why did not you come back to be this pool table to be with me? So he walks upstairs like, oh, if you if you've been playing with me, I'm going to kill you. Well, sorry, dude, she's already dead. (laughs) And he turns around and like, oh, no, she's hanging there and freaks out. Um, And then all of a sudden, Billy's going to come for him now. Um, and he goes to try to pho- make a phone call, of course, as you do like a good, you know, try to try to be a final boy, he tries to grab the phone. But Billy's been too smart for everybody so far and has been able to cut off communication for people, grabs that phone line and uses it to actually strangle him with mm-hmm. the cord. And, uh, and he then kills- rips mm-hmm. his shirt
0: off before mm-hmm. tossing him out the window. Interesting move. Uh, and as he goes out the window, we see him on the ground. He is just
1: cut up to, sh- to shreds, big glass shard in his face. And in uh, his midsection, which is why they cut off his shirt, just yeah. so we could see the beautiful glass.
0: Think, see, Gorgeous. this movie's thinking about us, right? It's like, hey, she'll answer the door topless. We'll take his shirt off. You can see all the gore folks. You go, oh, thanks. Thinking about me. And Pretty then, hot. And I, honestly, it's a ballsy move because it's easier to do the effect without the shirt, right? Or with the shirt is you could just put the shard out. It doesn't matter what it looks like underneath. But here you have to actually see it coming out of his skin, which is much harder. So they went the harder route. I appreciate that. Thank you, Silent Night of the Night.
1: And it looks great. And so now we have uh, a manhunt for a guy dressed as Santa, and the cops are on the lookout. So, uh Uh, (laughs) uh-oh. There's a guy crawling into his house to, like, surprise his daughter and be Santa, but the cops don't know that, and they run up and... uh,
0: they pull yeah. the guns
1: out on a on a on a daddy.
0: <laughs> just tr- everyone, just so many children getting traumatized in this movie to hate Santa for the rest of their lives. So many, it's like wow, this movie like has ripples. Like we got generation after generation of people being traumatized by Santa. It's pretty amazing. So then we we cut to these random sledding teens. Like, I don't know who these. I don't know who these people are. He's just picking people at random. That's fine. That's fine. So there's the sledding teens and there's older boys who come to steal their sleds and the older boys must be punished. So older boys are going to get punished. We have a delightful sledding cap decapitation, which was which is wonderful. I mean, well done. And that's why sleigh ride makes mm-hmm. makes sense for this movie. So you're like, oh, there you go. We got a little sleigh ride going on.
1: Literally and figuratively. Yep. And uh as as that kid slides down, first kid does it, he's like, Oh hey, I'm fine and I'm great. He's like yelling for his friend to come down, and then all of a sudden his friend comes down and it's it's just his body, it's so good.
0: <laughs> yes, it's really wan- wonderful. So Sister Margaret is now teaming up with the cops to try to find rebellious She knows him well, and of course she knows he's heading for that orphanage. Um we should also mention, which we haven't, uh, that uh, Billy's little little brother, Ricky, had survived. He was not killed in the uh, traumatizing thing in the beginning. So he's at the orphanage still.
1: Yep, he's there, too. And, uh, you know, um, so th- as as they figured out through their logic and prediction of, of the orphanage, um, they try to call the orphanage to warn them. But as you do in a horror movie gotta cut off communication there's a little kid who's on the phone and uh the mother superior is like children you must write your thank you notes to santa now and so the little girl just leaves the phone off the hook so there's no way to get communication out to this remote like orphanage off the off this country road yeah um so yeah. we have
0: a bit of a snafu where we there's a cop that comes up to the orphanage and sees the santa walking up to kids on the playground shoots him and it turns out that he was actually a priest that was dressed up like Santa that was coming to entertain the children. And now he's just killed some random guy.
1: And not just any priest. He's a deaf priest, which is why he didn't turn around when he said, please stop or I'll shoot Santa, basically. And so uh, it's an old deaf priest this man has killed. Ugh. So,
0: but why Why would you have someone who is deaf be Santa? Because he can't hear the children's wishes. They're like Santa Christmas wishes. Unless he's, I mean, I guess they've he's already a given him, they already him.
1: gave gifts. He, Santa already gave gifts. He's just visiting them after the fact because they okay. already opened their presents that morning.
0: So the sister, mother superior in all of her glorious wisdom decides the kids should start singing to take their minds off of thing. Like, okay. That also means we have a nice cover sound wise for anything that might happen later. Uh, so Billy shows up to the orphanage and winds up a cop cop, that cop who hit shot he needs to be punished he gets an axe in the chest very nicely he's a very
1: Barney Fife kind of cop I feel bad he's he's a small town cop I'm like oh no small town cop yeah this is way over your jurisdiction you're the only guy out here and there's all these kids and, this, and they've already seen somebody mur- get murdered because of mm-hmm. you. Yes. Yeah, this is not looking good, guy.
0: No, not at all. So he comes. Of course, Billy goes to give Mother Superior her due because she must be punished above all. And Mother Superior seems quite nonplussed by the situation. She doesn't seem that freaked out. But she starts screaming that there is no Santa Claus, uh, which is just going to compound the trauma for the children watching this as well. If you're screaming that there is no Santa Claus while well, Santa Claus is standing right in front of you, confusing. I understand what she's trying to do, but no. So he says naughty. Well, she's trying
1: to let them know it's not the right Santa. You know, like this is not, but that, not a that, good that, dude. You
0: should say that. Like this isn't Santa, you know, not mm-hmm. just that there is. No, it seems confusing. Uh, but she he raises her axe to kill her and, of course, is shot by the cops. So now the kids have witnessed. There's like 15 orphanage kids that have just been sitting watching this horror unfold. Should,
1: goodness. I was like, oh, no, we're unlocking the next sleeper cells, you know, as you as you saw that. And I was like, oh, no, this, the, all these kids are seeing this. And like these kids are all either all going to end up being mass murderers or just one of these kids is going to definitely turn. And you see it kind of get set up because right. all of a sudden little brother Ricky is right there. And and the last line of the movie is naughty because he sees, you know yes who else needs to be punished and i was like uh oh he's also got the same inclination as his big old brother who's just been killed in front of him
0: yes gauntlet has been passed to a little brother i hope that mother superior uh, at the end of this movie realizes her methods don't work that she changes heart and that she says okay i have created a monster perhaps trying no terry shaking her head no that doesn't yeah i don't think change. that's
1: the kind of person who learns she's just like well I uh, should have been sterner. You know what I mean? Though she'd be like, <laughs> "I didn't do it enough." Like that's. A, sure. I think she's going to be one of those people who's not going to see the error of her way, but she's going to be like, "The error is that I didn't air harder."
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, and this is an interesting one because you know we talk about how do you survive this movie. Um, and, you know, it, it really is therapy is the answer. If Billy had gotten help, none of this would, would have happened. As far as the victims go, it's all kind of just random, right? Like, it's not about who you are as a person. He's not coming. He's just coming whoever's Well, convenient. step one,
1: parents should have listened to little Billy and not freaking stop for that Santa and should mm. have kept going. Um, if they would known Santa was evil, it uh, wouldn't have set that off. But, of course, they're going to stop for Santa on a Christmas Eve. Like, ugh. Sure. Uh,
0: but this is also, you know, kind of horror movies five a guy tip territory where you go, okay, well, you, he only wants to punish people who have been bad in quotations. So mm-hmm. don't drink, don't have sex, uh, don't, uh, be, do, don't be mean to other people, right? Because the, the, the boys who uh, fuck around with the sled get punished for it. So Well, they stole. Be, yeah, mm-hmm. be nice. I, I guess is, is how you survive this movie. Have, be therapy, be in therapy, and be nice. I think those are, yeah. those are good good goals. So I'm going to do some core, Gore Factor for us. Great. Gore us up. One is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup. Two is a puddle of blood. Three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer. Four is a bathtub of blood. Five is run for the barf bag. This movie gets a five. Run for that barf bag. This movie is gory and fun. We love that gore.
1: Yeah, just for that, even that girl mounted on the deer antlers. I'm just like, ooh, so many fun, creative things. The decapitation. Anyway, yeah. mwah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. And,
0: and the effects are good. I feel like they're, they all hold up. They
1: still hold up. They still hold up. They're really good. Beautiful, practical effects. Um, chainsaws. One if you're desperate. Two barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. Five, fantastic oracle. I give Silent Night, Deadly Night, um, a four. I loved it.
0: Ooh, really interesting. Yeah, I gave it a two and a half.
1: <laughs> oh my god,
0: <laughs> it's fine. I mean, it, it, you know, Christmas horror is a vibe. I don't know if it's my vibe, but I appreciate. You're not a Christmas
1: babe. I'm a Christmas babe. I know you are. And I appreciate
0: Christmas horror because I think, and I think this movie in particular making Santa evil and obviously because it got pulled, there's the whole people who did not like this concept. I like this concept. I think the people who are in it are doing their best and it's enjoyable, but you know, it's kind of a, not my scene.
1: I think uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what to expect. I was like, oh, you never know," and I was like, "Oh, I actually really like this." <laughs> actually, Silent just Night, Deadly all those, Night. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. please. Just because all the deaths were so like, like you just said, were like really well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, too, is uh, well known for uh, there's the, the the kid who plays the guy who plays Ricky. Uh, his acting is something. will.
1: <gasps> Oh, I need to watch it.
0: Yeah, so maybe ne- maybe next year, uh, okay, we 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 cover Silent Night, the Night too for Christmas. Let's do that. So we're going to continue with our holiday joy by next week. You'll be hearing us talk about 2019's December, yes, which is an anthology horror movie all about how, uh, Christmas and holidays that I might be in. Not even might champion. no.
1: Julia's definitely in it, so you should watch it. Um, <laughs> for, people look out in Michael yeah, roddy's oh, it's, short. It's,
0: it's quick. It's a one liner, but there I am. And in, in I love movie. it so
1: much. I screamed at my TV. I am so excited. um <laughs> So you guys check it out. Join us next week for Death Semper. Very exciting. Um, also, a lot of other wonderful people that we know and love, and mm-hmm. like we look up to, um, are in this wonderful anthology. A holiday, a treat. It's streaming a lot of places for free right now. So check it out. I watched it on Peacock already. Um, Uh, Watch it and then join us as we open up all the doors of the advent calendar, if you will, of horror. Mm -hmm. Um, You have a wonderful week. You can check us out on all the internets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon.com slash Horror Movie Survival Guide, as well as our Teespring store for merchandise. If you're so inclined to shop, shop, shop your hearts out. Um, We thank you so much for all your support. And what else? Yes. If you become a Patreon subscriber, you do get... Uh, newsletters and fun little tidbits
0: from us, and bonus episodes and whatnot. So, uh, if you we would love for you to just subscribe, we
1: uh, unlock the bonus, <laughs> please. Uh, so,
0: yes, yes, we will see you next week for December. Hope you have a lovely week. Enjoy yourself.
1: Slay ride. Okay, bye.